Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library. And today I have another great guest because there are a lot of business owners that are trying to find ways of getting to their right target audience. And the reason why I say the right target audience is because sometimes if you're targeting the wrong group for your business or the wrong type of customer for your business, you're not going to get great results. And one of those platforms that people are seeing tremendous results are, are on LinkedIn and our guest today, she is great at helping small business owners understand and really break down some of the confusion about how do you use a platform like LinkedIn? How do you get to your target audience? So stay tuned for today's episode. So without further ado, let me bring on my guest, Dana. Dana, welcome to the show. Hey. It is a pleasure to have you. I'm glad that we connected on LinkedIn. And you know, this one of the testaments to LinkedIn is that I will say, since I've used LinkedIn to actively grow my business and network with people, I have been amazed at the amount of amazing people that I've met through LinkedIn. Yes. Um, I think it's only been six months that I've really dived deep into making connections other than just updating my small stats and like my jobs and things. And it's already in that short time frame made a big difference in who I've talked to and like watched people grow. It's amazing. Absolutely. You know, I was talking to someone before about, you know, just they were they were talking about like you know all these different social media platforms and they were like oh this person has a million followers this person has this and like i need to get my follower account and you know me being a accounting and finance person one of the things that i started to think about was like you know if you're really growing your business how many customers do you really need to actually hit your target and which is one of those things that led me to focus a little less on some of the other more social oriented platforms and like to really lean a little bit heavier into LinkedIn. And so I'm curious at for yourself as, you know, you said you, you kind of leaned into LinkedIn a little bit more six months ago, like what kind of sparked that thought or that idea for you? One of my virtual assistant clients um, uses LinkedIn as a talent scout, and she does these C-suite level connections. So it was really watching her process of how she gets to know these candidates, and she utilized LinkedIn to do so. So I started paying attention to the things that she was looking for and then how she did it. And then I was like, this is how not just job seekers need to be doing this and making connections, but businesses, the businesses should be setting up their profiles so that if I'm looking for a health coach, I'm going to type in certain parameters and I'm going to find someone that's active and is providing all these resources that I feel like, okay, they know what they're talking about. I want to connect to them. I want to connect to the right person, not someone that necessarily, like you said, has 5,000 followers, but that genuinely knows what they're talking about. Awesome. You know, that's the interesting thing that I've seen, you know, when I look at a lot of major, you know, I guess you say, for lack of a better term, database style um, <laughs> platforms where they have a lot of different features that you can filter on. Like I think about like one of the biggest ones is Amazon, where Amazon, when you 
when you first got on Amazon like years ago, they did not have nearly as many features as they do now. It's almost chaotic, but they're all necessary. Like you can't live without half of them, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I was laughing with someone. I was like, you know, I remember when we used to get on Amazon, you had, you can get a new book, you can get a used book or like a slightly used book. <laughs> Those yeah. are your filters. <laughs> Now, majority of the TV I watch is from Amazon Prime. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, you know, I, I definitely want to dive a little bit more into that as far as like, you know, kind of like the search parameters and how you help people navigate that. But before we jump into that, one of the things that, you know, I really like to understand is tell us a little bit about your background, you know, kind of before you started leaning into LinkedIn. Um, but prior to that, I have a very colorful background, I guess. I started in events, actually, event management. I focused with um, sports management, so 5K races, nonprofit um, fundraising, things like that, golf tournaments. And then I pivoted into more hotels, which led to weddings and those bigger orchestrated events, very chaos coordination endeavors, which is how I learned that I love logistics and kind of watching all of the moving pieces kind of flow together. So when I was chatting with event planners, they started talking about, or I noticed there was like a gap. If you are really high creative mind, the behind the scenes, like operational support was missing. Like that was not their jam. They didn't like doing it. So they put it off until it was like a very stressful situation for like two weeks. And then next month it's the same roller coaster. So then I started leaning more into virtual assisting online business management and doing those tasks and the logistics to help keep them in their zone of genius of talking to clients, creating mood boards, connecting vendors, like all those Pinterest perfect things that you see. I, help them stay organized to put that together. So with that long drawn out thing, then it led me to um, wanting to find out other business owners. I didn't want to stay with just within the wedding industry because I was sure they weren't the only ones that needed operational support. So here we are. Nice, nice. Now, you know, one of the things that I think is very interesting, even when you first started off with events, and, and I said, okay, all right, I wonder if she's dealt with the chaos of weddings. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So leading up to it can be hectic um, with making sure everyone responds to your email. They see the timeline. They read the timeline. Um, everyone, like wedding party, family, like they all have their own certain timeline. And then vendors have a much more granular detail like every minute thing needs to be documented. Like at this time, whether it is 102 and then at 104, something else is happening. Everyone has to be on the same page leading up to it. And I love doing that. It is so hilarious to watch it move and like it's come together. Like behind the scenes, it may look like chaos. I've had many events where the power has gone out and we've had to use generators. I've had to... <laughs> put together there's a picture somewhere out there of me with a flashlight in my mouth fixing this cake topper that was vintage so i had to get toothpicks and glue and like just for picture's sake to have it standing up straight it was i love moments like that though 
it's in between where I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I don't, it's those calmer <laughs> moments that I'm like, what's happening? I'm waiting for something to go wrong. <laughs> wow. Like, wow. That's it. <laughs> you know, so one of the things I find interesting about, you know, weddings is, you know, the amount of personality that comes out. And I think about from the wedding, you know, the event planner's perspective, it's just like you're managing all these, you know, all these tasks, plus you're having to manage, you know, the personalities that surround the event. And, you know, how was that process for you? Um, it, thankfully, I've never had too many conflicting personalities. Thank goodness. I've had a couple where they didn't get along with another vendor, but since I was in charge of like, you are all my people. I may not have hired you directly, but I'm your manager today. So if someone, I let them know, like if someone talks bad to you, send them my direction or let me know and I'll take care of it. But usually everyone's on their P's and Q's. It's typically just getting people from point A to point B. Because when you have 200 people, even going from a ceremony site that's 20 feet away to the reception site can take an hour because <laughs> everyone wants to talk. Everyone has to stop and sign the guest book. Everyone has to get a drink at the same time. And it's just, that's why cocktail hour is an hour long because you need that much time to go 20 feet. But it's you yeah. meet some amazing people for sure. Yeah, I think that, you know, every time I talk to, you know, different, you know, business owners from different fields or that have experience in different fields, it always makes me appreciate that process more because I never thought about it that way. It's like, you know, that cocktail hour needing to be an hour because I can see that like where individually this person like, oh, I only talked to this person. I talked to this person. It only took a little bit of time. But if everybody is doing that at the same time, it's going to take forever for people to get to their seats. Yes. Well, and then some people need to be told more than once <laughs> or three times. Well, and then just there because they're so moving and the variety of guests. So you have the groom and maybe his college buddies. You have the bride and whoever like she hangs out with. That's a whole unique dynamic. And depending on the entertainment level that they have, some people really like to dance and to have a good time and cut loose. And those are, again, those granular details you don't think about, but like, who's going to cut the cake? Because you just do the one picture, but then who does it afterwards? Or where does the cake topper go at the end of the night? Where does all the extra food? Is someone taking it? Or are you just throwing it away? Are you going to donate it? Like, all those things that no one really thinks about. And I didn't realize that until I was in my 20s and I went to a friend's wedding and she she didn't have anyone to cut the cake. The caterer didn't know how to do it. And I was in hospitality. Like I went to Johnson & Wales. So I knew how to do those things. So I immediately stepped in. But I was like, that's a real problem that I'm sure hundreds of brides have because no one knew how to do it. Wow. Wow. You know, and I guess, you know, speaking of when it comes down to weddings, I mean, for many people, as you know, my wife and I joke about, you know, it's probably one of the most expensive parties you will ever finance <laughs> in your lifetime <laughs> for most people. And there is a lot of emotion and a lot of personal attachment, even to the smallest things. And like I said, there's so many things that, you know, that people overlook in that process. So, you know, with you excelling at helping people, you know, pull off an amazing day to make sure 
their investment was well, you know, as worth it as can be for that event. You know, now you taking those skills into helping other industries. What has it been like as you're taking those skills and helping other industries? Almost parallel, I would say, just because with a small business, especially from the ground up, there's so much emotion tied into even picking your business name or what your like pillar foundations are. Like, why are you in business? What do you want to do? Who do you want to serve? Like all those things. Most of the time, at least it was with me, picking my own business name took me days, probably weeks of me bouncing ideas off my friends. Like, what do you think about this? Like, I really wanted to convey these attributes. Do you get that when I say Dana's desk or the 50,000 other names that I came up with that did not make it? Like, it, like there's a lot of emotion that comes into that. So when you are finally ready to share any type of project or service pivot, you want to make sure that it goes smoothly or there's no gaps in the system because you're going to get reviewed on that by your peers, by your family, who might be the worst, <laughs> by strangers, like maybe strangers and strangers are sometimes nicer, but like that's a big leap of faith and a lot of emotion tied to just throwing yourself out there. I know it was with me when I hired on my first assistant to help me. I was like, she had to tell me to let go. So I get that struggle of, I know there's not, there's so many tasks, but there's not enough time in the day because the whole point of being a business owner is to find that balance and to create your own hours. But when there's so many tasks that are commanding your hours, you have to ask for help. And so I get that, that struggle of this is my baby. This is my big moment that I share with people please don't mess it up. <laughs> don't forget that the couch goes here and that this goes there and everywhere else. Mm -hmm. it, you know, and that's why I think, you know, when you and I were talking and like I said, you talk more about the, the background and, you know, helping pull, people pull off an amazing wedding. I'm just like, you know, ideally, you know, that's the type of virtual assistant that you really want is someone who's going to pay attention to those details and help you pull off a great business. I mean, because when I think about, you know, the number of tasks that need to be done um, for your average business owner, if you're in growth stage, you know, there's way too much for you to do yourself. Like you need help if you're going to be successful. So, I mean, I think what you're doing is amazing. Like I said, when you talked about the weddings, I was just like, oh man, that sounds like there's probably a perfect correlation between the chaos that you had to manage for weddings to now managing it for businesses. So what types of um, businesses do you tend to work with? So overall, I don't really niche down into any particular business. I am happy to help any type of niche. I do like to work with wealth advisors, bookkeepers, and accountants mostly just because of personal experiences. I, um, their message is important. Your message is important of how to take care of your money and like build wealth. I know hardly anything about that. I can budget really well, but the next step after like, okay, I have my savings. Well, what do I do with it? I can't just let it sit here. I know that much, but like, what do I do? How do I do that? How do I make it do more? 
how can I retire early or how can I build something for my family? Like all those, and I don't know. And I could spend hours and hours and hours of researching that I clearly don't have because I'm running my own business. <laughs> so I want to help other, I like helping other wealth advisors in that regard of making themselves stand out in the crowd, finding their ideal client, and then really making the change that I think is desperately needed right now. Awesome. Awesome. Now, there are a couple of other things that you have going on that I definitely wanted to shine a light on. One of the things we talked about was, you know, your VIP day. Can you tell us a little bit more about what can people expect from a VIP day? So a VIP day with me is four hours, probably maybe up to five um, of my time where we kind of sit in and really get connected with one another to optimize their LinkedIn profile, um, set up, figure out what they're passionate about, why they're doing what they're doing, see what's unique about them. Um, even if it's something that they think is not important, I really want to shine light on it and then create their buyer persona or their ideal client based on what they're good at. Because I'm very big, like I said, balance. So what they're good at, someone is struggling with and is looking for that person. So helping them figure out how to kind of connect the two and then create a search on LinkedIn organically to find those people and make those connections. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, one of the things that, you know, questions that comes up is, you know, with LinkedIn, can people... Is there room for them to maximize under a free a free account or do they have to upgrade and buy the, I guess say the paid, the premium packages on LinkedIn to be able to use some of the ideas that you present? I am a big, big believer in organic growth um, and taking the time to at least before you start paying for something utilizing the free resources to see because if you can make it work especially at like a steady pace to where especially for new businesses that are just opening up operations i strongly believe that steady is better because you don't want if you don't have all your systems in place or you're not sure if there is a gap if you go from zero to 10 clients that's a lot to juggle and it's, it's not going to work. It's going to burn you out. And then you're going to think, oh my gosh, what am I doing? So I think, yes, LinkedIn's free organic searches are perfect for businesses and everything's in there that you need to narrow down your connection base, um, look on activity, like location, like all of those things are included. You should utilize them. It's definitely, it's definitely possible. Awesome. Awesome. Now, if people are interested in connecting with you, they want to learn more about the VIP days or they want to hire you for services, where can they find you online? Um, so they can find me pretty much any social media platform at ddvirtualmanagement.com. Um, my website is also ddvirtualmanagement.com. There it is. In all of its glory. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I always love a simple, a simple layout to a, a website because one of the things that I find in all of the people that I have, you know, connected with and talked to, um, a lot of times they're coming for a specific thing. And if it's too cluttered for you to find it, 
It's just like they end up not going through or finding what they're looking for. They're like, ah, oh, this is too much work. I'm going to just, you know, give Terrell a call to where I realize even myself, like, all right, we got to make this simpler. So because that answer is on the website. <laughs> How do we make it simpler? <laughs> so we reduce the number of calls because it just adds an extra layer. So I, I love it. I love it. I'm all for keeping things simple um, and streamlined. I don't like i'm very southern in that regard like keep it simple sweetie like please don't make anything more complicated than it has to be point a to point b because once you start adding little diversions off of it then everyone's like again the chaos coordinator you don't want to have to be like shooing them back on because then you're again not talking to your clients that you need to build your book of business awesome awesome well before we wrap up one last question that i love asking every guest that comes on is you know, when you think about your your history and you think about where you've come from and how you're navigating your business now, what's two pieces of wisdom that you would share with other business owners? And it could be something you've already said and you want to reiterate, or it can be com two completely new points. Um, I am a big believer in finding your tribe and it could be an unexpected tribe of people that you can talk to when you're stressed, whether they fully understand what you do or not. Um, finding people that you can celebrate with, even the smallest details. Um, resources if you need help, like with something and don't know how to solve a problem. Like find someone, like a group that you can go in and type whatever it is and instantly get some answers. So um, I utilize a Slack group of virtual assistants. Um, online business managers, like that's a wide variety, but they're all on the online space. And I know if I type in there, Hey, I'm struggling with this, or I'm looking to do this type of thing, like source with my VIP day and I'll instantly get answers or I can celebrate my win. I did a podcast today and I'm going to get feedback from it. Um, doesn't mean most people are excited, but they are. So that's what matters. Um, and then I say, I don't stay so focused on niching down. Honestly, I know it's important because that's how you set yourself apart, but be open to new opportunities because like when I first started, I only wanted to help wedding creatives, but I've learned so much and I've met some amazing people because I did look outside of my tiny box. And I think it's made me a better business owner because I've done that. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, Dana, thank you so much for being an amazing guest on the show. And before we wrap up, can you repeat your website one more time for those that are listening? Yes. Um, it is DD for Dana's desk, virtualmanagement.com. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the Business Talk Library is the place where business makes sense.